On this episode, Chris and I are chatting with Charles Kuhn, the CEO of Sellers Arena. And we're talking about conversion rates and how you can improve them. And it was, this is a, we had a lot of fun with talking to Charles. Yeah, and he's, you know, but like he's a straight shooter. Uh, I'll give it to you just like it is. And we also talk about like, when is the right time to actually get an Amazon agency mm-hmm. uh, to help you scale? Cause you know, they got skin in the game too. So, you know, they're, they're great off metrics as well. So. Uh, he touched a little bit on that too, and it got me thinking about more like getting agencies. Um, you're kind of on here to kind of talk about a different perspective. Sure. Because we're always talking about seller's perspective. Now we should probably you know, venture in some agency perspective as well. Yeah, and agencies do have really interesting perspectives. Number one, they're working with lots of clients, so they see across the board what's working and what's not working. Mm-hmm. But they're also able to be very honest with you. You know, we we get attached as sellers to our product and you know, what we think of its benefits, but they're able to be removed and come at it more from a customer centric perspective. Uh, So there can be a lot of benefits in working with agencies. But uh, let's jump in. This was a great high energy conversation with Charles. Let's dive into the interview. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Today, Chris and I are very excited to be talking with Charles Kuhn from Sellers Arena. Charles, what's happening? All good things, man. No complaints. <laughs> I hear you. Well, we are we're pumped. We're really excited to be talking to you. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things, like you know, are we love our conversations because they go all over the place. Uh, and but we're going to try to focus a little bit on content conversions, and then why why working with an Amazon agency might be beneficial for a lot of sellers. Uh, Chris and I talk about this all the time. We're selling on Amazon, there's a lot of hats you have to wear, and it's tough to be an expert in all of them. And sometimes it's way better uh, to outsource and hand off things to uh people that are maybe more expert than you but so we'll dive into all that but charles before we do that i want to give you the floor just talk tell everyone a little bit about your background how you got into this space we want to hear a little bit about your story and your journey yeah so uh just real quick uh once upon a time i was working in a psych unit i worked in a crisis stabilization unit where you know there people who were there had tried to kill themselves or others within the past couple of days Mm -hmm. um and it's very rewarding work, but after a while, when you're getting attacked and people literally think you're trying to kill them, so they're trying to kill you first, you realize that getting paid $13 an hour is nothing. So you're like, I'm not doing this anymore. No more poo flung at me. No more vomit in the halls. None. I'm done with this. So then I said, hey, let's go get a job as a freight broker, right? You know, the Wolf of Wall Street style, doing 100K a year, guy in the back doing over a million in uh, revenues. And at that job, I had a buddy come to me and he's like, hey, man, um, I want to start selling on Amazon. And I think not only should you join me, you should quit this job and start delivering pizzas so that you can learn the stuff that you don't know to get this going. And I thought he was nuts, but I decided to do it anyhow because it was way better than asking to go on vacation. You know, flash forward three years of delivering pies back and forth. Yeah, I listened to hundreds of marketing books, launched my own brand on Amazon, got that up, worked with clients. And now here we are roughly, I can't believe it's been six years later. You now we've worked with several uh, several Fortune 500 families slash companies, several dozen Shark Tank products and managed about 3 million in Amazon ad spend. 
So very you know, fortunate to be where we are. Whoa, psych ward. I go back there. Yeah, that, that's that seems intense, right? Like they come. They, they, what's that like? They come to see like you, they get checked in. That, that's yeah. kind of crazy. Well, checked in implies that you had a say in whether you came. People said, no, 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 you have to be here. The court said that you have to be here because right now you are not with what you have. Right. You are not amongst yourself. So you've got to come on in. And it was a, it, it was definitely a, a job. I carried some of those skills with me, man. But yeah, it's different. It's not every day that you go in and somebody's like, hey, I can't tell you how many times I met Jesus resurrected while I was on that unit. Just all the time, people just come in with these delusions. And it's uh, it taught me a lot, uh, particularly about being observant. Like you, if you miss one thing, that can start a chain reaction that can just change the whole course of the day. Mm. Wow, that would be insane. Was there uh, some uh, Amazon sellers who had their account suspended showing up? You know, yeah. uh, back then FBA wasn't huge, but I'll tell you this: I wouldn't be surprised now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll throw you off uh, when you get that letter. Your account just got suspended. No, they'll yeah, or your pesticide review. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> That's right. I so I had, I got to talk. I had a pesticide thing come up. You know, every day, man. Every day. I was day. like, what the heck? Okay, so. I, I have a dog bone that I sell, okay? And, and it's like pesticide review. I'm like, this is a freaking dog bone. It's not anything to do with pesticides. So I went to the the listing, and in the listing, there's a section now where you have to put uh, if it's a pesticide or not. And when I updated my listing, those, those fields were empty, and that's what made it trigger. So I simply just had to put those fields back in, and the listing came back on. But like that just goes to show like simple things like that could just ruin a listing. And if you're not going to take the time to figure it out, you're, you know, your listing could still be suppressed. So just little things like that drive me nuts. I dealt with that just this morning, man. And what's crazy is Amazon says, Hey, open a case, send me these documents. They send you the documents and then they say, yeah, we're not going to reinstate your listing. It's an automated response. And if you don't know not to take no for an answer, like your whole day can just be ruined. It was crazy. It's just, advice out there if you get a thing like for pesticide just go check your listing i think it's under the more details section all you gotta do is just put in there no it's not a pesticide and, and fill out the other boxes and then your listing to come back up but i i wouldn't have known that unless i dug through the listing to figure out where it was at because i was just baffled i was like how in the hell is this a pesticide item yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, it's it's all those little things that uh, you know, it's it's the small things that sneak attack you in the night, right? So yeah, and it's always at night. It's never during the day. No, no, no. <laughs> wake up to the bad news. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rough way to start the day. Um, all right. So Charles, tell us a little bit about Sellers Arena and why. Uh, I mean, so you started your Amazon business yourself, but then you transitioned into helping others. What was the reason that you decided to do that? And tell us about the journey in starting at Sellers Arena. So the three owners, myself, Aaron, and Nick, we actually all had our own products lines. And very quickly, we realized something, that we were terrible at picking products to sell. I mean, everything we touched, by the time we got out the market, there were a million sellers, a million things going on. And no matter where we looked, we just couldn't get the deals we wanted. And we sat down and said, okay, if we want to do a million dollars in profit on this, how much inventory it would take us to sell. And that number was way longer and it would take us way longer than we wanted to. We said, well, but what do we know from this? And we knew that we didn't pick the best products. 
But man, did could we kill it bringing people to the listings and getting them to buy the thing. So we said, well, why don't we do what we're good at, right? I'm not going to sit around trying to pick products all day. I'm going to go find the products that are good, that are actually selling, and bring those to the market. And you know, we just started offering that as a service. We started small. My first client was a, a gentleman, very grateful he gave us the chance. What he was selling pocket tissues, and by the end of it, in my mind, he was as good. He was as good as all of the big brand, you know, that you have right on your desk today. He was incredible, and I appreciated that. And we just built from there. You know, one client after another, people seeing good results, sending you business, and then it, it kind of grew. Now, did you guys do your guys' brands together, like as a one account, or did you guys? We were all separate. So all of us were like, we're going to sell on Amazon, and we're going to be great. And then we got together and we said, we're terrible at picking products. But you know this, you know this, and you don't know anything, but you can learn quick. So <laughs> thank you. And then it just kind of, you know, it snowballed from there. Since then, I think uh, we're at a seven person now. We have openings for 10 people on staffing. And the things we've gone through and, you know, seen over the years, I'm very grateful to be a part of. You know, we've had clients who cancel on us because they had cancer. And then they end up coming back six months later saying, I survived, let's get started again. You know, just things that you would never imagine that you go through as an agency owner and you get to know your clients really well and the kind of stuff they're doing. And I think what's great about what we do, and you guys probably know this in Solozo as well, no matter what you do, you're an advisor, man. Every time somebody's like, there's obviously the solution right in front of them, but they can't see it because they're right there, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for all of us to kind of have that and as a service provider people listen to you even and even when they won't sometimes listen to themselves you know you're right exactly because we that's we talked about this on last episode like we knew like we we're talking about i think we we're talking about freight forwarding or something but we knew we know the process of it but when somebody else tells it to you it like it resonates better for some <laughs> reason i don't know why it does that but for some reason it, it just it, when somebody else tells you about it then you you listen to it more and it's probably because we're in the trenches all day. Like you're in there, you're trying to do everything else and it's right for your face and you just don't realize it. And, and that's the joy that, you know, you mentioned too, Charles, Dustin, we get to do it as well. We get to talk to sellers all day and every seller is different. They all got their own issues. They all got different things going on and just being able to like guide that ship for them a little bit. It's, it's kind of rewarding. It's fun. Oh, it's, it's highly rewarding, man. I think that it's one of the best things I've ever got to do. You know, somebody hits you up with advice, you answer a question, they disappear for a while. They come back and then they're like, hey, my sales have tripled from that thing. And I'm like, first off, now I remember who you are. And second off, congratulations, man. You know, it's a good feeling. <laughs> and third off, you should sign up for Sellers Arena. We could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I like your story and you bring up a good point. Just, be, I mean, being honest, like you your struggle was picking the right product, but you had all the other pieces in play. And I think that that highlights why you have to work with other people in your business, whether it's an agency that you're bringing on or whether if PPC is your struggle and you need either an agency or something like Solozo to help you out. Everyone has an area where they, or multiple areas where they need help. And, and for most sellers, like, like me, I love the product, part. I love product research and trying to find products in the early start of launches. Where I get bogged down is like in the mundane of like once it's established and like constantly, you know, retesting images on my listing and doing A-B tests and all this other stuff. That's where I struggle. Um, you know, so I think everyone has their, their piece. So 
talk about what when someone comes to you, all right, and they're they're looking to work with you. What where's with when they start working with you, where where are the big wins that they get? Like what what are you guys offering that the typical seller struggles with? So I'd say that when somebody says, Hey, I'm looking to work with you, the first thing I do is I say, All right, there are only three areas in Amazon that you can make money, right? You can either get a higher conversion rate, you can sell more stuff to the people who are looking, you can bring more people to look at the stuff, or you can sell more stuff to the people who have looked, right? Cart size. Those are the only three things you can ever do to make more money from your store. That's it. No matter what, how complicated people try to make it, it boils down to those three. So I look at where are the low hanging fruit? Where's the big wins you can do, right? So we look at the, speaking of conversions and content today, the first thing I do is say, I'm not gonna spend a dime of anyone's money until I make sure that if we bring them to a listing, they're gonna buy what they see. And that comes down to conversion rate. And it can be a subjective thing, which is why I look at it very objectively. Go into your reports, business reports, left-hand side, and then you see detail page sales and ASIN by traffic. Then you say unit session percentage. That number is your holy grail. That is your heart and that is what you live by from now on. If you think your content's good and that number says 1%, you have bad taste and your content is bad. Right? <laughs> yep. so you have to look at what does the numbers tell you. If it's at you know, 17, 20%, you've got something there. You have something that's converting very well. The average is 9.7. And when you look at that, the first thing you do is say, okay, well, I'm at maybe a 5%. Should I do PPC? No, because everything you do boils down to that is the foundation block. If you double your conversion, you can have your costs in ads because it takes half as many clicks to make a sale as it does if it was lower. And that's the huge thing I see everywhere says, man, my PPC is at 111%. Well, you're converting at 2.3 because you have no elements on your listing. So if you say, all right, man, well, how do I fix that, right? What's the actionable things I'm going to do? And if you're listening to this podcast and you're on the road, either bookmark this or write this down because I'm about to hit you with 10 tons of info in about 10 seconds. So you want to optimize everything for mobile. That's what you're doing. Everybody's looking on the phone. 70 to 80% of Amazon at this point is all on that phone. Only people like us who are at our computers all day are doing that. Most shoppers aren't. They're out at their work, they're in their lives, et cetera. They're pulling it up on their phone. What can I get for this? So when you look at that, they look at the first images, the first images, and if you have a product video on that page, they look at those. You've got about nine seconds is all the time you've got when they're looking at them to convince them that this product is kind of what they're looking for. And every time, just like in sales, you wanna buy a little more time. Okay, nine seconds, you pass those images. They're gonna see the next thing, your A plus. That's huge. The big images, you know, big text inside the images because nobody reads text these days anymore. I mean, it's crazy. You can have a, somebody can literally type in sweater. And I've seen this a million times. Type in sweater, go to a sweater listing, says sweater on the title. If you don't say how thick the sweater is in the infographic, they say, what kind of clothing is this? Never assume they know anything you don't tell them. So interesting. Oh, yeah. all the time, man. <laughs> You're going through that and you see that A plus and it looks really good. Well, next thing I see is the reviews, right? This is how everybody shops. If you don't believe me, watch yourself shop, record yourself and look, you'll see you do the same thing. You look at the reviews and then you scroll up and decide whether or not you're going to look at it. And at this point, you're probably reading the bullets. 
maybe a couple of bullets, and then you say yes or no. And if you bounce off, you're probably not coming back. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, we, we check the main images, we go check the, the reviews, and then we go back up a little bit and check the bullets, and we make our decision. That's it. That's it. That's all it is. Nothing I do here, none of this is going to be a magic formula. It's just the basics done well. You have a fiance, you have a girlfriend, you're selling a woman's product, watch her shop. Give her $50, send her on Amazon. I promise you it'll be the best lesson you've ever bought yourself. It's a, it's a great point. And I want to touch on something you mentioned before, because this uh, is something that Chris and I talk about on a daily basis with sellers. They come on, they're looking for PPC help. They've got, they've got whatever their issue is, it's a high A cost or whatever is their issue with, uh, with PPC. And the first thing Chris and I say is, can we see your listing? And we look at the listing and then we, we immediately tell them, you should not be running PPC right now. Yeah. You've, got a, you've got a lot of work cut out for you before you do. And I think this is, it's especially now, the point you brought up about the unit session percentage, conversion rate, it's a better way of thinking about it. If you've got a bad conversion rate, it doesn't matter what you're bidding on your ads. Amazon's most likely not going to show it anyway. Right. Your relevancy score is going to be toast for that. And so you're just it's just not going to work regardless. So you should be spending a lot of your time on your listings. Yeah, you know, figure out why people are buying the items. And it's not hard, right? It doesn't take a $10 million copywriter to figure out why people are looking for things. Mm -hmm. Go on your competitors' listings, top 10 competitors. There's a question section, right? No, very few people use this, but just like it was back in school, if somebody raises their hand and says, I have a question, there was probably 30 other people in that class with that question. They just didn't bother to ask it. Now multiply that by the traffic you get in Amazon and every question that's repeated a couple of times because you get random people asking some random things. But right. the consistent questions represent a huge loss in revenue. So you have to make sure you look at that and answer those concerns because those questions are what stop those people and a lot of people like them from buying that product. Now, everybody focuses so much on what the product does. Like here I have, you guys can't see it on the little podcast, but I have a little owl that my fiance bought me here just on the desk, right? It says love, it's a, it's a cute little thing. They, when she bought that, they weren't marketing that as made from the most prestigious, gorgeous wood out in the out in the Himalayas, you know, farmed up and made by, by hand by monks. They knew that they were selling an emotion item that says, hey, this is a cute little thing. That's how it was marketed. You have to look at why people are buying things. You know, they spend so much time sales term, right? They spend so much time talking about the steak. They never talk about the sizzle. So you look at why am I buying a certain product? If I'm buying a computer desk, I'm buying it to put my computer on. And then they don't have any pictures of a computer there. So people look at it and they say, is this a work desk? Is this a writing desk? They don't know. They don't know anything you don't tell them. That's the big takeaway. People do not assume they know anything that you haven't told them. So then you look at what do I say, right? Now you know what not to say. What do I say? Look at the reason they're buying the product. If they're buying a stroller, they're buying it because they want something that's easy to push their kid around in. Because if you have a small child carrying it around, it's hell. You don't want to do that. You want to put them in there. So make sure you say how easy it is to push that kid around. It's not a function of the stroller. That's a function of why they want the thing. What you don't want to focus on is how long the wheels last because they don't care. Their kid's only going to be in that stroller for so long, right? 
It's a really good point. I think as sellers, we we when we're making the listing, we really do focus like on all the we were like the the features of it. Yeah, the analytical stuff. The analytical stuff instead of the benefit of that feature. Like it's easy to push, super easy to push. That is very nice. Or it's lightweight and instead of saying lightweight, it's like you can put it in your car with one hand. You know, that's those are different ways of saying the same thing. Um, and I think, you know, it, it would require some testing, I would feel like, to get that, to find that right mode. But let me ask a question. So we talk about conversion rates and that unit session percentage. I think a question for most people is what's good? I mean, you said the average is 9.7%, but obviously by category, that's very different. You'd think clothing might be much lower because there's a lot of window shopping. Um, but in general, what, where, what are you trying to get there? I'm always trying to reach a minimum of 15%. It's kind of the floor I even want to touch with PPC. If I get to 20%, that's really good. That represents one out of five people are buying that. Now understand that, like you said, these numbers are going to be different. So one thing that Amazon has done really, really poorly, and I haven't seen anybody talk about, is that that conversion rate number is not accurate on any products with subscribe and save. So the subscribe and save generates sales without generating sessions, which really screws your numbers, especially if you don't have a lot of sessions. So what you'll notice is that especially some people who say, hey, 90% of my business is subscribe and save because they've only got a couple of customers. And you look on there and they're converting at 300%. Well, that's not your actual conversion, right? <laughs> people aren't going there and buying three every time they see what you have. So you have to factor that in. So I'd say certain items like clothing, you know, it's different. You're going to have a lower conversion rate. So you have to make sure you account for that. Hey, I'm selling X sweater that converts at 3% and Y sweater that converts at 4%. Don't run PPC to these listings separately, right? Combine the listings. Get one, get two products shown to a customer for the price of one. If it's within the terms and you're not uh, having variation abuse, make use of that. Save your money as best you can and present to people options. I may not want red, but I'll probably buy black. And so if you put those together, you have a much better chance of getting that sale. Let's go to why an Amazon agency is something to entertain. Uh, and when to do that, really? Because I mean, there's, you know, as a new seller, you're probably not ready for it yet. But you know, if you're an established seller, you're doing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, five, ten thousand in revenue. You know, maybe it's a good time to get in there. I don't know. Everybody's got their own little yeah. But but what what is the benefit? Like some some sellers are just so scared of going to like an agency. They don't want to do agency. They think they got it all on their own. They can hire VAs and kind of piecemeal this thing together. What's, a, what's an agency bring to the table that's different? It's a lot of what Dustin had said earlier. You know, you may like something and you may not like something. You're not hiring us because you can't do the thing you don't like. You're hiring us because you won't. Like it's, we know this to be true. If there's any, first thing I look at when people's businesses, they say, man, I hate doing X. You know what the thing in their business that's always suffering is? That thing. Yeah, it's always that thing. PPC is one of those things people do not want to get in there and look at the numbers all day. We utilize as an agency tools like Solozo and we've used Solozo and currently are using that great tool. I recommend these dudes. That's one of the reasons I'm on the podcast. Get invited to 10 of these things, but these guys are like, hey, have me on. Come on board. Right. It's great 
but it doesn't do everything that you're looking at, right? If you have a ton of products and you say, I have a certain strategy, I'm at the top of my level, I'm at the top of my category, you have to sell to products that are adjacent to your category now. You want to get matched instead of the stroller. You want to be advertising people who are buying baby seats with your stroller because you own the stroller now. So you have to bring in that adjacent stuff. Strategies like that, lowering your costs or getting into very competitive categories. If you get into supplements as your first product, I almost guarantee you're going to tank because that's not the place to cut your teeth. It's very hard. It's very in the point and until you get some baseline done and realize that it's not just money in money out it's very hard to be successful and so you have to look at how do i get those subscribe and save customers how do i get that recurring monthly revenue that i can depend on to pay my bills to come in and how do i keep that growing so that over time i can make organic plays but right now i can get paid so when you're looking at an agency you hire them to do that strategy stuff so that you can do the things that you will do and the things that you don't want to do will actually get done because you're probably not going to do them. And what's it look like as far as ongoing maintenance or just like ongoing conversations? Um, you know, when, when somebody works with an agency or works with Sellers Arena, uh, Seller works with Sellers Arena, is it like weekly calls? Like, hey, you know, Charles, what's this looking like? What do I need to do here? I'm going to launch this new product. What's What's the ongoing conversation look like? Yeah, so first thing everyone should realize is that it's very brutal. Um, I don't hold back. If you're, if something is bad, if your content looks bad, if your conversion rates are bad, if something is wrong or you're launching it, a product that's going to not do well, we're going to tell you so. And we do that because we want the brand to succeed. How often do we talk to our clients? My rule is my partner nick handles all the operation the ppc updates right they get those things once once a once a week on mondays that's when they get those we have scheduled monthly calls a lot like this except it's all about your account what's going on how that's going and we have that as a sit down outside of that anything that changes clients have my phone number i call everyone back within four hours if you call me at 2 a.m and this has happened i will call you by six so if something is broken you need to you know you need to hit us up because that's how it goes. It's a partnership, right? I don't have a, a hundred clients at any given time. We work with no more than 20. So we have to make sure we grow these accounts well and that we know the people we're working with to make sure that it works out for both of us. I have no interest. You guys, I love Solozo. I love your business, how many people you're helping. But if I think about being a true consultant and managing that many accounts well, I cry. I couldn't do it. There's just too many. So we have to really focus in. I like that. You give each one their own attention. You know your number. I'm at 20. I'm not going to be any higher than that just because you don't have the bandwidth or just because you got to focus on that 20 and make sure that they're happy. I like that. A lot of people would just be like, bring them all on. Bring them all on. That's a bad idea. In-person team with over half of those being in operations, right? Or I'm sorry, we have three openings now. We were at a 10. We had some people leave. But it's uh, just goes to show you how much effort and attention gets paid to nourishing and growing those businesses. Yeah. And I really like what you said um, about you're being brutally honest. But that's it. Come, it's because you want it to work. <clears throat> and yeah. I and so, you know, we talk to people all the time. And, and, uh, and I think as us from the seller's perspective, like the seller in me can be guilty of this, too. 
is you're like, no, but this product's really, really good. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's really, really good. And from the consultant or the PPC side, when I'm talking to a client, I'm like, that may be true, but I can't tell from your listing. So you're not showing me any of the stuff that you keep telling me about and nobody who's buying can read your mind that this is the best widget out there. It's uh, and what's crazy you bring that up is this isn't just beginning sellers who do this. I've literally been on consults with businesses who will do 10 million a day and like direct sales on TV. Right. And you look at their listing and everything they've done where they've shown the models and do all this stuff is completely absent. And then they're like, but I have the best product. I know you have the best product, but you didn't tell the customer that you have the best product. And then you look at some of them, they say, well, I have the best product. And I have some content. Why isn't it working? Well, because on Amazon, everybody is a nobody. Right. Since Nike, pulled off, there's not even a ton of brands that get on there. And they're like, I'm typing in this particular thing. Very rarely will you see, at least in my experience, will you see somebody typing in Maytag washer and dryer. You get some of that. You know what you get more? Washer and dryer. Everyone is the same. It's a brand equalizer. Whether you're at the top of the hill or you're starting at the bottom, you're now all competing on the same level. You're 100% right. I also think that's the beauty of Amazon. That's what I was fascinated me when I got started on my journey. And I was telling everybody, I was like, you're not going to believe this. I can put my product on Amazon and it's right there with all these huge brand names. Like it's in, in between them in the listings. It looks like I'm a big player. Uh, but if, so that's where like that, and you know, Amazon's brand agnostic for the most part buyers are, but yeah. then, uh, but you, I think what you're talking about, I see this a lot, especially in with, since the pandemic and you have a lot of a sort of brick and mortar type stores or stores that were in the, or, brands that were in the distribution model, like grocery or, you know, they, they where they're big, fairly big brands, but they're not used to Amazon. And they, they're the ones that come on and they really push. They're like, no, you don't understand. These are the best peanuts you've ever had. And I'm like, well, the shopper has no clue. Right. Uh, and so, they're not used to competing. You know, they, they sell to all of these, a lot of these brands will sell the 10, 20, 30 brick and mortar, huge distribution outlets. And they've forgotten how to work with the end user one-on-one, -on -one, or they just don't think that they have to. And I mean, with so many of these places closing, I mean, in the last five yeah. years, we've had what, like at least three dozen huge chains shut down. You know, it's it, the, the game is changing and people have to, they have to change with it. So let's talk about the, what you would do. What's your main thing? If someone comes to you and they're in your first goal is to get their conversion rate higher. Yeah. What, what is your step-by-step -step -step approach to that? What are you tackling first? And then what's the process to improve conversions? I literally go step-by-step -step exactly how the customer is going to do it, um, with one exception. They, the customer always looks at the reviews at the end of the listing, right? That's what's going to make them sell. You've, I know you've had the, this advice on this podcast before. I'm going to echo this because it's so important. That sells products. Clip one of those reviews. They gave them to you. They gave you permission to use these in your marketing. It's a public area. Clip one of those, turn it into an infographic, slap that up there on the listing. You know why? It helps conversions. Make sure you go through this in every step. I'm looking at what are the benefits of the product. Let's show that in a very non-busy, easy way to look at an infographic. Redo those images. Images are done. 
you have your uh, your brand registry yes or no if not i'm not running your ads until you have brand registry because if we're successful you're going to get hijacked so go back and get that once you've got that now let's do the a plus content right let's get those images done again same thing focus on the benefits of the customer what they're getting and make sure it can be used in their life use your target audience that's so big i see a lot of people will hire models and they're hiring a model that is exactly like their customers because people say use people who are exactly like who you're selling to you want to use people who are like what your target audience wants to be that is the big difference right that's why fitness products and this is an overused example and i'm going to do it anyhow fitness products always use ripped people you know why because that's what i want to look like if i'm selling me a fitness supplement i'm not buying it <laughs> you have to look at what do they want to look like get those those lifestyle pictures in there and then get your bullet points on point you know, people will read the bold they'll read the one sentence i can't tell you the last time i read the whole thing on a bullet point and those are my comp competition right those are the people i'm going against and i don't even read those sentences accurate <laughs> keywords in the back of that piece where it makes sense but that bold sentence make that about the product and what they're getting from it not about what it has let's let's go right to that ppc you talked about earlier what what uh what's a, what's your structure what's your what's your structure look like what when somebody comes to you and they're running ads what do you set it up like so we set everything up to run in two cycles scaling and optimization the first thing i want to do is crank out all the money because i want the relevancy as fast as possible so that i can start ranking and I wanna get all the keywords in because the first couple of weeks is when I can establish that. I'm gonna crank up your sales, I'm gonna crank up your spend. I'm gonna tell you this and tell you to hold on. And that's what we're doing. We try to fix your A cost at the point where you're comfortable so I don't want you to lose money on each item. That's not really the goal, but we're gonna to try to run you as close to the top of the margin as we can to get that traffic in during the first couple of weeks. After that, I've got data. You can turn it down into a scaling. Additionally, after that first part, when we're in scaling, not only are we making the ad spend more profitable, we're lowering a cost, readjusting that money. Now I know where to put your headline ads because they're more expensive. I know where to put your video ads, which are a giant hack in life right now. If you're not running a video ad, you are missing out, right? Those are huge, three to five on average, times more money than the rest of our campaigns we're getting. We had one where we spent like $150 and I think it made something like, seven or nine thousand for almost a brand new product we're talking like day four so those are a hack get on those if you can and get those reviews in and then run that stuff after that it's a matter of iter iteration am i moving toward the top am i moving toward the top okay i'm at the top this is what i do when i'm at the top at a certain point i tell you congratulations this product is getting no more sales on amazon you are where you are now you have to watch your back because you're king of the hill launch a new product let's do it again there you go yeah that's simple I mean, right. it is i mean you've you hit the nail on the head that's that's what you do yeah and and the key is launching that new product <laughs> once you get, people get comfortable right 38 percent of all sales online are made on amazon yeah but there are 62 percent of those that aren't on this platform right once you're at the top of the where everybody is Right, you're at you're the king of the castle. Start taking over the villages around you. Facebook, Google, YouTube, 
get that stuff in, drive that to your website because I love Bezos, but I'm not paying him on traffic I've created, right? right? And then get those things moving and running and go for other categories on Amazon. That, I mean, that's what you do. So many people will launch a product that goes well, then the algorithm changes or their competition gets in and they're stuck on this one item trying to make it work. And they're like, I want to launch something else. Well, now you don't have the capital because you've let it erode for three years without launching that next item. I think that's really good that the, you mentioned that the capital thing and, and having an agency, like if you do this by yourself, you, you don't get this kind of input, right? Dustin, you and I have been both to this where you're doing yep. this on your own, you kind of have an idea, hey, I'll do this, I'll try, I'll try this out. But if you can bounce ideas off, you know, somebody who's been there, been in the trenches, you know, you're definitely going to save yourself and from making a mistake. You're afraid to take risks in your own business too. So let me give you an example. I'm on a sales call literally this morning. A guy tells me, hey, I keep running out of inventory. I've run out three times now. I'm like, can you book a call for PPC? Yeah. Okay, well, you're not ready for PPC. <laughs> for me to sell. I said, how much do you think that you'd make? How many more sales? Do you think you'd make at least 20%? Yeah. Okay. Business loans about 98 to 10%. So what you're telling me is you could double your money and solve this problem permanently by go taking out a loan. Yeah. And it's I was like, I said, do that. Call me when you're done. He probably thought of that, but never like... Again, what we talked about earlier, he probably thought of it, but then he needed to hear from somebody. For sure. It's, yeah. it's like you're afraid to take chances on yourself until somebody else validates the idea. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's so true. So to, to that point, uh, we'll we'll go towards this and we'll, we'll wrap it up. But what if someone's selling right now and they're in these growing pain stages or they have things they don't want like to do, like you mentioned, what is the right time for someone – to approach uh, you to look at it, the agency option for them? So there's never a right time to approach an agency. You're always too early or you're too late. <laughs> good agencies will tell you which one you are and fix it, right? So there's a ton of people who will come and say, hey, like, I, I want to do this. This is interesting. And I'm like, okay, well, you're not making enough sales. You don't have enough traction. Your product's not vetted because nothing is worse than selling 500 units and having 150 one-star reviews come back because it didn't work or it didn't solve the problem. I've had that, it feels awful, don't wanna do it again, right? Mm -hmm. Some people come so late, they're like, okay, well, I'm looking at doing this now, I've been struggling, I've been losing sleep for six months, I can't manage this all myself. I'm like, well, you probably lost 400% growth because of this, 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 and this, you should have called me six months ago. The good news is, let's fix it and we can get you going now. So whether it's something that you want to do you're not sure whether you're ready or you think that you need the help, you should always reach out to somebody who's willing to tell you you're not ready for me yet, or I'm not ready for you yet and go from there. So it's a great point. I love you're either too early or too late. Yeah. You're never on time. <laughs> you're never, that's such a good point. Well, anybody who's listening to this, I mean, and they're, they're, they're really curious about maybe taking that step. How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can email me direct, charles at sellersrena.com, or we have a fancy little button on our website that allows you to book a time for me to review your content. And I'm going to get on there and I'm going to record it and I'm going to give you in about 15 minutes, something like 15 hours worth of work and you're going to hate me. And then you're going to do it and you're going to love me and come back. So that's what you're interested in. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Well, I, I encourage anybody who's listening uh, to absolutely do that. Um, because we, they know and we know you can take them to the next level. Uh, 
thanks for coming on. We've got to do this again. We've got to have you on uh, regularly because we just spent 40 minutes talking about conversions. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's again, three parts. We talked about the first one. <laughs> yeah. There's uh yeah. And that's just on the conversion part. And there's a thousand other topics that we can, we can talk about. Uh, so we've got to have you on, on regularly for sure. We'll, so we'll, we'll do that. We'll get you back on, but thanks again. That, that was really informative. It was a great conversation. I know that was brought a lot of value to everyone who's listening. So I encourage everybody out there, check out Charles, go to sellersarena.com. Do uh, you can fill out the form like he was talking about book a time with him. If that's what you're looking for, the agency approach, then I really encourage you to do that. If you're looking, if you're starting with PPC and you understand the strategy that you want to do, you just don't like digging in and doing all the work yourself. You can book a time with Chris or myself. We can show you how Solozo can help you automate whatever strategy it is that you're you're running for your PPC. So you can go to solozo.com. Uh, at the top, you can book a demo. Chris and I will take a look at your listing like we talked about. We'll be blunt and honest with you if it's time to start PPC. So I encourage you to do that. And if you like content like this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to it. Leave us a review. Tell us how we're doing. We also live stream this to Facebook and YouTube. So Solozo's Facebook page, Solozo's YouTube channel. So make sure if you like to watch these videos, subscribe to those channels and also turn on notifications so you know when we go live. We do it almost every day with really cool people like Charles that drop bombs, that give huge insights into the space. Uh, so I encourage you to do that. So all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Charles, thanks for joining us. We'll get you back on again. Thanks for having me. Have a good one, everybody.